0: Watch film, but I'd be honest. I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching a game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Primetime and Bailiff Show. Oh, yeah, it's been rebranded. Look, it's the same old UK Packers podcast. That's not for ourselves. And as usual, of a Monday, I'm joined by my old buddy, me old bud, at Ryan Peacock NFL. What's going on?
0: Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard to know when you're actually going to finish that thing off and come back in. I'm, I'm never really sure when to jump in. Yeah. But no, it's been a good day. Uh, training was good. Um, obviously scoring touchdown for funds because I am Jimmy the Hands. But um, I saw
1: a badass slow-mo vid on, on, on your Insta. On yeah, your and that, Insta. Wasn't even the,
0: that wasn't even the best catch today. That was just the one where the cameras happened to be rolling, mate.
1: It's a well-placed ball.
0: It is. Thrown only where the receiver can
1: get it. But not any receiver it has to be Jim-eyed the hands. But yeah, how was your week? Because it's a week now between podcasts, so a lot goes on. Was that just the highlight of your week? You had a you had a see, WAGS night out as well, didn't you? Bring yeah, the WAGS. Yeah, but you
0: see, you're, tr- you're trying to make out that um, we haven't spoken because it's been a week since recording. But we speak every day, so you you can't... Look, the the listeners know what's going on here. There's a, there's a bromance, and <laughs> we're proud of it. We're not hiding that.
1: So look, although the listeners yeah because we yeah we talk right and we discuss all this stuff in pre-prod but you know the listeners don't know what you've been up to do you know what i've been doing right actually i've got two things to say one thing i've been trying to get on snapchat again there are you once here's a funny story are you actually on snapchat this is a serious question no right then i've got a problem because for ages right when i've joined ages ago um I, and i think it's the biggest load of ever but i joined ages ago and it's just a, it's just a bunch of people saying, no, like, oh, i going have dinner today. Like, who cares? Like, honestly, who cares? But there was a guy who followed me called Ryan and I just thought it was you.
0: Yeah, probably was. I was on it, but I got rid of it. Yeah, so but here- I was on it a long way back.
1: Here's the problem that I have, though. I was, <laughs> this is weird. I was doing it all with my mates, right? Lucky yous. I was getting my, I was unzipping and sticking my finger out my fly and taking a picture. And you can obviously see it's a finger. And then I'd write dick picker and all and send it. And I was sending those pictures to that Ryan for ages, and then one day I got a picture back of some other guy in a hat. <laughs> I was like, "Who's this guy?" And then I was like, "Oh shit!" I have sending him pictures of my fly for like a month solid. You know what I mean? Just complete piss take pictures. you
0: say, I've never seen one of them pictures. Thankfully,
1: that's upsetting. But- that's really <clears> upsetting. <throat> yeah. Uh, another cool thing that happened. I was uh, I was in mother care, gone around looking for baby stuff, right? And this guy rounds one of the stalls with a buggy, and he's like, he's looking at me. You know that look of someone who knows you, and he's he's rounding this thing and he's staring at me. I was like, who's this dude? And he went, well, there you are. And I went, hell yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? And he goes, what's going on? I went, uh, just out and about. I was like, what? Who is this guy? And then it turned out, he um he listens to the podcast and he saw our documentary and he just wanted to come over and say hello. But the way he approached me, his name's Greg, so a big shout out to Greg and Mothercare stupendously sound is dude, that right? is that
0: actually where he hangs out or you just no, happen I to see him in mother care
1: well he had a child i mean he's, he's, his his oh, game right. is unbelievable if he's just robbing children and going into mother care but really nice <laughs> really nice guy but so weird because i could see the recognition in his eyes and he looked and then he kind of looked familiar to me so i was like oh no i worked with this guy like and i i don't know who he is but big shout out to greg he's a listener of the podcast um he says that he doesn't tweet a whole lot and i again i had to ask him i said greg how did you become a packers fan and he said that he has a mate from wisconsin um and all that kind of stuff but it was weird because I was gonna tell him oh i went to Lambeau," and i was like yeah he's seen our two documentaries on packers.com so he knows all about myself and yourself and the group and when we went to Lambeau and stuff and it's brilliant and it kind of made me think i wonder how many people out there have seen you know that one of the two of us out well maybe yeah. See, and recognizes you know
0: i'm not trying to uh one up here but uh a guy, um, it wasn't quite as cool as you, because uh, he didn't actually come up and speak to me, but we are in Ikea, mm. and as we went into the area where all the pots and pans and the bits are, you know, the sort of the boring bit, Yeah. headed into there, and this guy is sort of looking at me, and then I sort of look back at him again, he's still looking at me, and then I look back, and I'm thinking, why is this guy looking at me?
1: Can I fight? So then I'm
0: sort of staring back at him as well now, because I'm thinking, is this guy being funny? Yeah. You know, what's this guy's problem? And uh, anyway, he doesn't talk to me. He walks off. And uh, I said to the missus, I said, uh, was that guy just staring at me in what what seemed like for an attorney? Anyway, turns out by the time we got back, somebody had messaged us saying, were you in Ikea this afternoon? And I said, yes, were you the guy that was staring at me? And he goes, yeah, I was. Yeah, I thought it was you. Um, I recognized you from the picture from your, the you know, the London event we did where the Packers first came over and met us. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they recognized us from that. But I obviously look.
1: You'd make the worst famous person ever because you just try to fight people look like is he see st- you starting? I didn't try you and start?
0: fight him. I just was trying to work out if the guy was, <laughs> you know, if he fancied me or wanted to fight, I can work it out. It
1: was probably a mixture of both.
0: But yeah, it wasn't quite as cool as yours, but but
1: but now yeah. me me saying that isn't like, oh, I got recognized on the street. It's not nothing like that. It's cool that um you know, the Packers documentary has has gone so far that people are stopping and recognizing uh us. You know, and I was wondering how many Packers fans are kind of out there. Because I don't know if I saw someone, you know, because we're, let's face it, we're not famous, you know. And it fine if it was George Clooney, you know, people would come over. But I was sort of wondering, I wonder how many people have went by and they didn't recognize him or oh hey whatever. And I wonder how many Packers fans has actually kind of, you know, opened up the group to, which is pretty cool. So if you're out there and you see anybody from the group at large, not just myself and Ryan, go up and have a chat because... We'd love to hear from you Because that, that was my first question to Greg Was you know How did you become a fan And he says he hasn't been to Lambo yet But he's, he's thinking of going And oh look Come over with us uh, Myself and Ryan are organising A big massive international fan weekend But Ryan It's a brand new Well not a brand new podcast But it's We've rebranded it uh, We've got some funny cool drops Some of the drops are controversial Is it safe to say One of the drops You hate it You just don't like it at all So that I
0: hate it I just don't like it
1: <laughs> i gotta drop hates, that.
0: it hates a strong word isn't it hate yeah. leads hate leads to the world's problems yeah. i dislike something you know mm. but it's fine because i'm grown up and mature enough to accept that some of us have different views and you may like something so i'm being <laughs> you know i'm being the nice guy here
1: yeah but unlike the bailiff personality you're not going to go and cave my head in you have well, you see, to see i want to know
0: we kind of need to know why i have the bailiff moniker because come on i mean really am am i that do i look scary am i am i I
1: violent no you look scary you're the type of dude who would like you could be a you could arrange floral arrangements you know you could be a botanist but you look like you would cave someone's head in and that's all you need you know but anyway i think it's time we got to topic number one ryan (laughs) what are you doing
0: uh, getting mentally prepared limbering up and uh, doing some mind yoga
1: can you put your pants back on it's very distracting <laughs> let's talk Rhino uh, so a story came out and to everybody else it was just an off-season story you know where people blow it up and they go Jordy Nelson cuts his toenails and people are like oh my god what toe does he cut first so it was one of these stories that probably went under the radar and people went oh, like honestly who cares but we thought that we'd bring it up because it's very important so a story came out from Jason Wilday which is Jason Wilde over here, like Oscar. And he said that Jordy Nelson, when he got up, who's a quiet man, you met him uh, with the group when you went over to, to Lambeau. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you spoke about that on the podcast before. It'd be great to get your sort of perspective on what type of guy he is. But uh, he spoke, didn't he, um, on the mic when he got the MVP award. And he gave a shout out to Nathan Flea. But Ryan, who are these people? They are
0: the... Um... I believe they're the medical... T- I don't know what you call them. Strength and conditioning type people, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they refer to as the, the strength Packers trainers. coaches. Yeah, so it's yeah. Nate Weir and Brian Flea um, is who he was talking about. And again, like kind of like what you said, I mean, you know, what job these people have and like, does anybody know them? And of course, nobody knows them. And that's the whole point. That's something that we wanted to address, right? Because Jordy's comeback uh, was something special and he credits it to these two guys. And classy move from the MVP or not the mvp the you know comeback mvp let's let's call the it the
0: mvp of our hearts indeed yeah i think it's important that he comes out and says that because basically and we've all been guilty of it this year i feel like i say that almost every year but we have been guilty of most of the things that have been said at some point yeah. as as a group of fans but everybody's kind of got on the back of the medical staff and the strength and conditioning staff and the trainers and probably I don't know, probably somewhere someone was even a go, having a go at the groundsman saying that the pitch must be crap as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, everyone was having a pop because the amount of injuries the Packers suffered this year was, at times, ridiculous. Mm. And I don't think there was a week where we had, you know, the strongest team on the field. So people start getting on these guys' back, and I think it's pretty difficult to blame somebody for somebody getting injured. I mean, it's a high-contact sport, isn't it? Mm. It's a high-speed, high-impact Yeah. Um. You know, quite often you see the results of of the the age old question of what happens when a, an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Well you see that in almost every clash on the field. So people are going to get injured. So can you really blame the guys that are in the background just trying to patch players back together and you know do them up with a bit of duct tape and get them back on the field? Injuries happen, and unfortunately for us this year, we just got a lot of injuries, and that, that's a number of different reasons. Players being incredibly unlucky most injuries are just bad luck just being in the wrong place at the wrong time um, some of it's wear and tear some of it's players are susceptible to it so to blame the guys that are trying to fix everybody and get them back on the field is harsh and it was it was nice for him to step out and make make quite a sizable chunk of his speech about those guys behind the scenes that I don't I don't even think their names are listed on 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 the coaches on the website in fact I've got it in front of me and their names aren't even listed amongst the coaches so it was really really nice touch for that guy and a classy move
1: yeah well hopefully they will be now but let let's put it into perspective because we've all been guilty of it around like you said we all just you know dog into the strength and conditioning coaches saying what are they doing to actually aid the packers it seemed like our offensive line constantly was getting injured um, and then when we did have an offensive line that we thought was going to be you know season beaters which it still ended up to be uh, you sit and goes Lane Taylor comes in so then we're pulling our hair out saying Jesus you, you know finally we get an offensive line that's actually healthy and then they go and kick one of the dudes out because and then there's all these rumors that uh, you know he thought he was gonna you know they thought he was gonna be pissy about a contract they didn't really speak to him about it they turfed him out anyway whether that's true or not true who knows but it seemed like you know, there was a lot of air of mystery around it, and then we sort of dog into the strength and condition. But let me ask you this, Ryan, and I want your honest opinion, and I, I want an answer within two seconds, right? How many uh, New York <laughs> Gi- no, right? how many New York Giants players got injured? How many Cincinnati Bengals guys got injured? How many uh, San Diego Chargers guys uh, got injured uh, this season? Can you tell me?
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say as many as the Packers
1: this is the thing i don't know and that's the whole point right is that <laughs> oh, right. you don't know i don't know nobody knows we're all very hypersensitive to our own team so you always think like oh the packers get injured more than everybody else that's a trumpism i mean i don't know how many other players got injured i know for a fact that the charges got completely decimated and constantly do every single year and the same stuff was brought up uh, about them so the thing is is we don't actually have a comparison but we just imagine that it's more than everybody else when it's probably not and the final thing I'll say in it as well Ryan is is that it's more evident when a star player gets injured so Jordy Nelson got injured and everyone was you know crediting him with the fact that the Packers were struggling and you know whether that's true or not is a completely different story right and in fact ain't
2: nobody got time for that
1: so (laughs) right that pussy that's funny every time so the thing is is Jordy Nelson is 31 years of age he's not a young man you know and he's been doing it and doing it doing it and doing it and doing it well for many years now so the thing is is that these older sort of fellas are going to get injured more because there's more wear and tear in the body and when they do start getting injured it takes them longer to come back now the fact that he came back and had his 97 receptions 1,257 yards and led the nfl in touchdowns with 14 and uh ty adams gets an honorable mention uh coming in at second with 12 is quite remarkable and he even credits on the wild and tow show that he had a special training regimen that they did work with him from Monday to Saturday and when we went over to Lambeau I got brought behind the scenes and we went into the rehab room and read the kit man pointed to the rehab it's like a rehab um, you know cabinet or whatever and he said that Jordy Nelson was in there every single day and he knows every single item that's in that rehab cabinet between tape and everything else and it was a great insight to see that Jordy was still around the team and still working hard and it proved to be true and did this strike you finally Ryan that Nelson was saying that he got frustrated at the start of the season because of the sort of cautious approach that Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson and all the trainers and all that were taking. Because didn't we hear at the start of the season when people were saying, uh, oh, you know, he's not back to his best. He's still a bit rusty. But now it appears after the season that that was all planned uh, by the coaches. It's a, it's an interesting insight, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think as a player, and especially one that's set out for so long, you want, you want nothing else but to get out on the field. And... He's generally, since he started playing, he's generally sort of been a starter, hasn't he, for most yeah. of his years. So he's used to playing a lot of snaps. So you can understand him wanting to get out there, but McCarthy's got to do do what's in the best interest of his team. There's no point in sending him out there game one with a, you know, put him on the field loads and loads and loads and he gets re-injured and he's gone for the season again. So there was probably a little bit of um, suck it and see, if you like, uh, for, <laughs> for use it for want of a better phrase um but they had to just sort of put him out there see what they got increase the reps increase the workload probably uh, on the training field as well as on the the playing field um and sort of i guess sort of notch it up that way and and you can't argue that by by the end of the year they obviously had the right plan not just the coaches but the medical staff and and the guys that everybody that brought him back That it was obviously the right plan because look what happened
1: yeah now stellar season and again, with that rib injury and the fact that he went out there and played showed that this isn't a guy who's soft. You know, he got it. And like you said earlier, when you're talking about wear and tear and some guys, you know, it's it's a contact sport. But you have to add into that dirty hits because that hit that he took to the ribs was quite deliberate. It was crown of the helmet stuff. And, you know, the fact that he came back out and A-Rod was almost in tears goes to show what a stand-up guy he is. But Ryan, to go from a stand-up guy to an absolute clown, you know what time it is. It's time for clown of the week. <laughs> clown of the week.
0: Right, I think I'm gonna jump in here early, Steve. I know I know we have our pre-game chats and a few different names come up, and there's a few different things going on around the league. Right. And I've got a name in mind, and we've spoken about him, and I'm pretty sure that you share my feelings on this guy. I'm sure loads and loads of people out there hate this guy too, and just just don't get him. And then I know as well, there's going to be people out there going, why do we keep talking about him? Why does everyone talk about him? You just put him out there. You put his name out there. And by this point, you've probably guessed that my clown of the week. And it's only because it's the first one. So it's not just this week. It's pretty much every <laughs> single goddamn week.
1: Lifetime clown his award. This show
0: is on the TV, yeah. It's like Lifetime lifetime Achievement <laughs> Award for being a clown, this guy. And it's Skip Bayliss. Oh, start and do you know what really, Do you know what really annoys me about this? Is the the Undisputed show has, um is it Shannon Sharp on it? Yeah. Right, and I think that Shannon Sharp is a guy that is absolutely switched on and he says some really good stuff and, and I really like listening to him. But somehow, and I don't know how he's done it, he's got on a show with Skip Bayless mm. and Skip Bayless has to be the biggest clown ever. So I think the opening, week one, if you'll agree with me, I'm awarding Clown of the Week, Clown of the Season, Clown of the Year. <laughs> Clown of probably forever. Like like every time we do this now, the clown of the week will just be in second place to Skip Bayless. Oh, yeah. But for me, it's Skip Bayless.
1: I think we yeah, we'll have I, do you know what, I completely agree, have to say, because we did a few names did come up in pre-prod, but I'm glad you went with that one. You know what? I think I think it's the Skip Bayless measure. I think, you know, are you above or below Skip Bayless? Now I think everyone's gonna be <laughs> below Skip Bayless when it comes to this. You know, it's kind of the, the bar we measure everybody. But, but Ryan, I have to agree. Skip Bayless, what a tool. The thing is He's the Lady Gaga of sports analysts. You know, the fact that he's just someone who looks for attention for no reason. And if everyone just please ignore him, he will go away. Now, absolutely right that we have him on as the first clown of the week because you know the whole thing loses integrity if he's not number one if you ask me so absolutely this guy <laughs> but he is that way wrong, isn't he he comes out with the most outrageous yep. crap he was the guy who said that uh robert griffin the third was going to be the best quarterback in the history or whatever i think that was one of his Um the other one that he said was is that tim tebow was going to be the best quarterback that's ever played the game who's going to end up in canton um and that's a pretty touchy subject for you because of that guy you come up with the super bowl meet who said Tebow was something special? But why we're raising him to everybody out there. And again, I would say go follow him. Do not follow this guy. Block him. Report him for spam. Um, if you, <laughs> if you want, right. So, um, his tweets are like, you know, congratulations to Dak. This is in the playoff game. Congratulations to Dak Prescott for again outplaying Aaron Rodgers, again holding off Romo, and again performing like a clutch MVP. Now, look, don't get me wrong. Like Dak Prescott did pretty well in that playoff game. He surprised me as a rookie because it's not that he was he was brilliant uh, it was the fact that he didn't mess up too much you know what I mean throughout the whole season and I think when people sort of figure out what his game plan is is they'll hand it to him but let's be real here the Zeke Elliott uh, factor for the Cowboys is absolutely major and it's the reason why you know if they're and they have the best outline in the league better than better yeah. than ours so if If they play badly next season, I think they're going to be found out. And exactly like you said, Rhino, Shannon Sharp came out and says, look, he doesn't do hyperbole. Uh, Rogers is historically great. He's transcendent. He's the most gifted quarterback in the 97-year history. And, of course, Skip Bayless then has to come back and say that uh, Jared Cook was left wide open, that it's nothing to do with A-Rod. He said Aaron Rodgers got lucky uh, because his interception that he had was pulled back by a penalty, which is all balls, because the reason that the penalty was called in the first place um, was because they pulled back Tay Adams and he couldn't get the ball. And then finally, he cribs about the field goal, saying, like, oh, you know, it's just when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. There's no talent there because he says that it's sort of shanking left and comes back again. Right. This guy, like, he's a fool, isn't he? Like, he's a, he is the clown.
0: Yeah. I think I think the biggest thing, and it's probably why it's worse for Packers fans, and again, like I said, I'm absolutely torn whether we bring him up or we ignore him completely, is he says a lot of the things he says so he gets the Twitter mentions, so he gets the TV appearances. But he seems to have a personal vendetta against Aaron Rodgers, and for what reason I don't know. I mean, yeah. one—you obviously spoke about his comments on Robert Griffin III and Tim Tebow, and then of course his other comments where he says that Aaron Rodgers is overrated. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah.
0: And then one of the my favorite one of my favorite Skip Bayless uh, stories or situations has to be when Skip Bayless tweeted Skip Bayless from his own account, and he said something like. Can't wait to watch the new the new Undisputed tonight on FS1 or something, did yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But he obviously has like an alternate account or like an alias account where he just sort of gets the ball rolling on a few things. And he obviously hadn't switched accounts. So he had his official Skip Bayless verified blue tick account tweeting how he couldn't wait to watch Undisputed and Skip Bayless tonight on FS1. <laughs> it was just brilliant. It's just like the guy is such such a clown and then he comes out with got to, what's got to be the most rookie Twitter mistake ever
1: yeah but even worse Ryan and more cringy is is that he calls himself the man Skip you're the man and I'm like
0: oh, he's a really. dick a clown.
1: <laughs> dick of the week but yeah maybe the um, you know the drop that we'd have to do for dick of the week might not actually make it to air but listen Ryan oh, uh, let's get on to the third and final topic then before we release some really exciting news we put out a Twitter poll just asking because and we were asked to speak about it by the Twitter Raddy and they wanted us to, you know, ask the Adrian Peterson question. So AP, as we know, um is coming to the end of a contract in Minnesota, and people are thinking, you know, with our running back situation between do we bring back Eddie lacy yada yada. So let's have a chat about this one right now. So we, we put out the poll and it came back um let me just refresh it here just to make sure. Um but the last time I looked at it it was sixty five percent were nay. And thirty five percent were saying yay. Yeah, it's gone up now. So sixty eight percent of people are saying definitely not to AP and thirty two percent are saying, Yeah, get him in. What's your take on this? We have seen the traffic go mostly to Minnesota in recent years, uh Brett Favre being obviously the you know, mm-hmm. the standout one. Uh you a fan, not a fan? Um no
0: you, you- I know we all like to poke fun at Adrian Peterson. We know he's not father of the year. Um, but when you look <laughs> at his numbers, I've, you know, over 11,000 yards and 97 touchdowns in his career, mm. the guy is an absolute hall of fame, probably um, running back. And it's probably he'll go down as probably, you know, a bit like Barry Sanders. And and, and I'm sure there's others that I can't think of off the top of my head, but probably like the two of the best running backs to to not win a super bowl yeah you know now he probably look would he come to the packers and be good yes if he could maintain that the level he's been at but last year he obviously had his injury problems he started to get injuries uh the last couple of years but generally he's still put up fairly decent numbers so if i just look back um he had, it was 2012 remember when he went 2000 i think it was 2000 and something yards 2097 i've got here sorry um 2013 then he goes 1200 yards um loses a couple of games there to injury next season 2014 he's out injured plays one game comes back 2015 uh similar injury to Jordy Nelson i think wasn't it it was a knee injury
1: yeah it was ACL and I MCL i think i think he blew up both right yeah
0: yeah so he did it you know he did it properly Um, but he comes back he gets another nearly a 1500 season and then the next year 2016 he's injured plays in three games so as you look at him as a running back running backs generally get beat up pretty well he's done 10 seasons already in the league 10 seasons as a running back is is no easy feat I think it's probably running back where he's probably one of the quickest lifespans in the NFL is for, mm-hmm. for an NFL running back yeah um, so anybody that can stick around for four or five years is doing a good job so, so, so one that sticks around for 10 years you know is a you know he's is a, is a true guy he's he's a, a real player um would we want to see him at Green Bay I think maybe a couple of years back to you know two or three years back yes maybe but I asked this question come to us if he came to us now could he be effective? Yes, if he stays healthy. I believe that. Hmm. The bit that I don't know is, do Green Bay actually know how to use a running back like Adrian Peterson? Because Christine Michael, he was the leader for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Ty Montgomery, we've converted from a, from a receiver to a running back. We ended up with two good guys there. We should have really been able to sort of get a good run game out of, and yet we don't really have a running game. It doesn't seem to be Green Bay's thing. And... We, on one end, why would it be when you have Aaron Rodgers? But on the second end, I just kind of wonder if Adrian Peterson come to us, would we know how to use Adrian Peterson? Because the last few years tells you that really we, we don't know how to utilise a run game.
1: No. No, and do you know what? And I think it's time, Ryan. There's, a, there's one reason why I don't agree with AP coming to Green Bay. And you know what that is?
0: Are you going to play the drop?
1: Ryan, he's an old fart. <laughs> You think God never farted?
0: Woo!
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I've got one issue with this. I've got one issue with this, and I, and I tell you what I will bring up right. And, right go on. The reason the reason I don't like the, you've got you got me on a rant now. I don't know if this is what you're trying to get, but you're going to get me on a rant.
2: <laughs> on.
0: The reason I don't like the old fart uh, drop in there is because I think uh, disrespectful, maybe slightly to to some players and I think of and I was watching an America's uh, not America's game sorry a football life today with Kevin Green Mm. and this guy he went he went pretty deep into his to to his later years if you like Um, I think at 34 was still leading the league in in sacks or something so you know I think players can go and still be effective players at that age Um, essentially this is (laughs) This is a league where generally players just keep getting younger and younger, and some players probably still can play. Um, you know, I heard like, the other week Vince Young's hired an agent again; he's still not done, apparently. Oh, Jesus. Um, but you clear- know, I think I <laughs> think Terrell Owens says every year, doesn't he? I'm ready to come back. Do you know what I mean? There's probably guys out there who can do it. So everything's against them. So if these older guys are still in the league, it's because they're good players.
1: Yeah, but do you know what, Terrell Owens, Vince Young, and Adrian Peterson haven't come. They're all old farts.
0: You think God never farted?
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> right, alright, that's that's twice. But listen, Ryan, all I'm saying is is that, look, I understand all of the intellectual debate on it, but farts are funny. I'm sorry, farts are funny. And that took me ages to do. But I'm gonna bring it back to, uh, let's not be juvenile, but farts still are very funny. Um, yeah, there is. They do, right? Uh, especially the wet one at the end. But... what I want to say here is is that I have to agree with about the running game with Green Bay first off I think when it comes down to the Julius Peppers deal people sort of balked at that when we got him you know they were kind of like Jesus are we really going to pay him that much but if you look at Adrian Peterson's numbers and like you said running backs over the age of 30 you know to have that production are pretty rare Johnson did it I think maybe last year and they were sort of saying geez he has a bit in him Uh, I don't think AP's going to do the same I think it's one injury too many for him and It's really odd. I mean, if you look back at some of the running backs, especially in today's game, like you said, they take an absolute beating. I remember... um meeting stephen jackson in london and he was saying that he was just constantly in pain you know like he'd walk up the stairs in pain he'd go to bed in pain during the season he'd be in hyperbaric chambers but even on the off season it was just constant constant pain and eventually what makes players give up is is that they just can't do it anymore the pain alone in the off season is bad enough but to go through that car crash during the regular season just to get those catastrophic injuries is unbelievable ap's money He's due $6 million of a roster bonus with the Vikes. Uh, and they have to go and pay that to him on March 11th. So we're going to find out pretty soon. Then if they do pay that, then they have to commit to $18 million for Adrian Peterson in 2017. Uh, he has a base salary of $12 million. Now, he's definitely not going to get those numbers. And he's going to have to restructure his contract if he's going to stay in minnesota he says he wants to do that but however he knows that father time as much as i do now on the podcast twice he knows that he's getting old and so what he's going to do is he's going to go somewhere where he's going to get the most money and then go out on a high because i'd say his bills and his entourage are quite big and he's going to have to pay for that and like you said about the packers is that there's a reason why james starks was running sideline to sideline and that's because the best people to break open those running lanes for eddie lacey was Sitton and lang Sitton was no longer there lane taylor played like an absolute superstar but that was in pass protection and you know breaking open those running lanes is something entirely different and that's something i expect the packers to be working on now in the off season so it will be better but i do not think that the packers are going to take a punt on someone as expensive as adrian peterson certainly not but right now we have some exciting news don't we about uh, what we're going to do with our membership charter so everybody um you better listen up because we have some great news here ryan what do, what's the one question that we always get asked by people we have our twitter numbers we have our instagram numbers we have our facebook numbers we have people on the you know website we've got subscribers to newsletters but what do we always get asked by people constantly
0: um can I have a free t-shirt
1: yeah, we always get that one. Yeah, oh, we always get, we, you know, people who always uh, talk shit on Twitter, they always like, oh, have you got any codes because we want money off? Listen, we're non-profit. We're selling t-shirts to try around a few shekels to pay for the website. But after the free t-shirt one, Ryan, what's the number two question that we always get asked by right.
0: people? People always want to know that how many members have we got? Yes. And we know how many people we have on a subscriber list and we know how many followers we have and how many likes we have and on Instagram and Facebook and everything else. But we actually don't have a strict member list, do we? No. When we first started going way back, there will be those Packers, UK Packers shareholders. Um, those are those of you, if you still got those UK Packers shareholders certificates up, then fair play. Um, but yeah, we need to know who the members are now. So we are coming up with what we call it the the uk packers charter
1: yeah the members charter so basically what happens what happens is is that everyone's going to get a unique membership number and that will be your membership number forever so ryan is member 0001 i'm 0002 um and then we have a fan uh because we're going to do this thing a fan of the week as well which we're going to tell you about it's an exciting thing um so what we're going to do is is we want everybody to have a membership number so that we can tell people how many members we have because we're sick of saying oh well, we've eight and a half thousand on twitter you know what we want to do is we want to nail it down and we want to get people up there on a the charter we want you to see your name in lights uh associated with the uk packers so that you can say to somebody yes i'm member number 27 or 2500 or whatever and you know and what we want to do is, is we want to get where you're all living because the g- main thing that we get asked as well is, is uh from americans saying lads, I'm coming over, I'm going to be in Scunthorpe, or I'm going to be in Manchester, or I'm going to be in Leeds, and I want to go out with a few Packers fans. Is there anybody <laughs> there, right? Why?
0: why sorry, Scunthorpe listeners, but there, no <laughs> Americans are coming over here going to Scunthorpe for the weekend. You never Please.
1: Know, you never know. Nice beaches? I don't know. I don't even know if Scunthorpe is on the coast. I've I no don't
0: know. I went there twice, I working. I, I, I found a good fish and chip shop there you
1: go well there you go they're coming over for the fish and chips but they come over and they ask where they can watch games but we we you know we can put out the tweet and say anybody in manchester yada 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 but what we want to do is we want to nail down exactly where you are because you might have six ten fifteen you might have seventeen thousand packer fans in your town that you don't know about and the best thing you can be doing of a sunday if you like is getting together with those people and we want to connect you with those people so get your asses yep. over and get onto that membership thing charter. Is-
0: And I think it's important to say this, we won't be sharing uh, your email with anybody else, Um, like the other followers, they won't be able to see your email, they won't be able to see your location, it'll only be myself and Steve that can see that information, so then if anybody asks, we can ask if it's okay if we put people in touch, so don't feel like all of a sudden you're exposed on the no. website
1: and yeah and that's it as well this isn't some sort of commercial venture that we're all trying to get you into a database to sell it to somebody else we're just trying to actually make this thing tangible now because we've two Packers uh, documentaries they come over with their camera crew and the, the group has really just exploded. It's just expanded. There's more listeners to the podcast than ever. There's more people on the subscriber list. There's more people wanting t-shirts. Um, more people on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And what we want to do is we just want to get that membership list now. So all that's going to appear on the website is your membership number and your name. And in fact, if you don't even want your name on there, but you do want the membership number... Just tell us that you want to go up as anonymous and then we'll just put up membership, you know, number seven and we'll just put up anonymous and you'll know who you are. Um and Ryan, how can people get their name up onto the website or get their anonymous on the website and get their membership number?
0: Yeah, sure. So we have well, we've had a bit of a freshen up on the website. So pop down, have a look.
1: Yep, UK Uh, Packers. 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 Oh,
0: there we go. Jinx. Um, Snap. Yeah. So, no, there's a section on there now, you'll see a title on there called Members. At the moment, it's just a form there. Um, fill that form in. It's real quick. It's email address, name, location, done. Hit submit. That goes into a database. Like I said, nobody else can see that. It's only me and Steve can see that behind the scenes. Um, so do that. It's as simple as that. It will take you two seconds. And obviously, let's face it, if you've got a higher number. If you're near the start, it means you're one of the original members, one of the first ones on there. Then yeah you know that's like that's like i don't know that's pretty cool isn't
1: it yeah it's pretty decent so so get I'm in good. there and we'll what we'll do is we'll issue you with a membership number in time it might take us a while to sift through um and you know because there has been people that's been with us since reasonable doubt so have been in there and uh, they've been following for a good while now so we we'll pop those on um and as well as that what we're going to do is is every single week uh we're going to pick somebody and have them as fan of the week so we've got this a uh, brand new segment that we're going to have at the end of today's show uh, with a great uh, listener follower long longtime fan Matt Tisdale so we're going to have him on but after this week one person every week uh, so what we'd like you to do is as well as getting your membership number just tell us a little bit about yourself you know where you are um what you do how long you've been a fan have you ever been to lambo have you ever been to one of our meets it doesn't matter if you've never been to one of our meets or you've never been to lambo uh, we want to hear from you and we'll get you on the podcast for about 10 15 minutes uh talk you through and you can tell people because some people might have the same story as you now let's face it the more interesting the story the better but we're not going to go for that you know so oh tell us that you hung upside down and swam across to lambo watch a game or whatever so And as well as that, we have some cool stuff coming up. So as you know, we do limited edition t-shirts. So what we can do is, is that if we... We are definitely going to be doing more of those because we saw a massive appetite for them. Um, And when we do more... Uh, what we can do is is we can put your membership number and personalize that on your T-shirt if you wanted to. If it's not your thing, who cares? If it is your thing, we can have your membership number there and it's there forever. And we thought that was kind of cool too, is that you know you can have just your unique membership number to you have it on your shirt, um, and everyone then knows who you are. So it's kind of cool, Ryan. Um, have you any more to yeah. say on that, or will we go straight into uh, the fan only, of the week? Only,
0: only, only just that if you want to if you want to be considered for fan of the week, go to the again you're on the website anyway because you're going to go and sign up as a member. But you'll see as well. There's a contact tab on there. Um, you'll see a great picture of mine and Steve's faces. Oh yeah. Um, but there's a contact tab on there. Go on there. Fill that little form in. Just put on the subject uh, "Fan of the Week." Uh, put a little bit in the message explaining, you know, who you are and, and why you think you have got a cool story or why you want to come on, or you know, or if you haven't got anything, just say I want to come on because I've listened to you for the past four years, mm. and uh, and nice. I want to have my say. You know? <laughs> Be so, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah please be nice if you're giving feedback um but yeah do that bit so get on there let us know what's going on and we'll get in touch with you
1: yeah and as well as this like this membership it's not it's not a paid membership we're not asking people for money or anything we just want you to get your name up there uh, on the website come along to our meets if you can make them come along to lambo if you can Um, and it'd be great it'd be great to have a final list so that when the packers come to us and say lads how many members do you have or or a media outlet or just a normal punter on the street and says how many members do you have we can say head along to the membership charter have a scroll down and if anybody is interested in us putting you in contact with other people we can do that too but i'll tell you what right now let's dive right into uh, our first segment this is our very first fan of the week Ooh,
2: are you? Stop, go
1: Well, there you go. Uh, that's my uh, that's my attempt at uh, The Who song, Ryan. Fan of that? Not a fan of that? We keep it. Well,
0: massive massive fan of the original track. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, it like a dig.
1: It sounded like a dig.
0: No, 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 no. It always sounded just like it did on the LP, mate. It was uh, very good.
1: Yeah, I had the whole I had all the band members in the old bedroom there doing it. But anyway, listen, this is a great new segment that we're going to have to the show. We're going to have this every single week because. Look, I don't know whether you're getting sick of myself and Ryan Natter or not, but we want to hear from the fans, especially we want to hear from people who, you know, how did you get started? Have you been to Lambo? Have you been, more importantly, to any of our meets? So on the line, we have, this guy's been to a lot of the meets. He's a bit of a legend. There's some rumours going around about him at the last uh, Super Bowl meet, but i let him explain himself. We have super fan Matt Tisdale. Matty T, what's going on, baby? Oh,
2: I'm all good. I'd just like to state up front that... I- you know, in this era of Donald Trump, there is a lot of fake <laughs> fake news right? going okay. around. So, uh, you know, just bear that in mind when my name's mentioned in Super Bowl and other, <laughs> other such issues. <laughs> We've
1: got two witnesses here. Uh,
2: the lesson to be learned is... A, don't start drinking at 12.30, and yeah. B, don't get in the round with Tom Coles. <laughs> I, was, I was just
0: about to say, I, th- I think it's got to be something to do with lads from your particular region, because you and Tom Coles are absolute animals, two of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. But when it comes to drinking, would it be fair to say, Steve, these guys are animals?
1: yeah but i have to say seasoned animals they are not they're not the grizzly type that you see out in the wild these are domesticated animals this is the chap here and if anyone listens to the previous podcast the dude was ossified as he said been drinking from half 12 I, I think it's out there now maddie and you fell yes. over and didn't spill a drop of the drink but ab- apart from your drinking habits you're the first on the meet the fan and it's a, it's great to have you on because as i said you, you know you've we know you now uh, like anybody's business but can you tell us who you are where you're from? And how you became a Packers fan?
2: I certainly can. Yes. Well, uh, my name, as as has been discussed, is uh, Matt Dale. <laughs> Very formal. W B A M M A. Okay. Uh, I'm from the mean streets of Birmingham, uh, which is right smack middle in the uh, middle of England, uh, yeah. for our American listeners. And we have one of the most desirable accents uh, on the face of planet Earth. So oh, uh, right. I'm quite I'm quite lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Some that's, liar, that's isn't true it? I
0: mean all th- all those big American films are you know they're casting brummy lads all the time aren't <laughs> they
2: Matt? oh this is it well Pe- Peaky Blinders is the new, uh, the new thing isn't it you see so uh, there we go Birmingham <laughs> yeah so uh, basically uh, my journey with the Packers kind of began in 1990 mm. uh, I went on a foreign exchange uh, over to uh, Salt Lake City in Utah yeah uh, you've got to bear in mind this is pre-internet days, so, uh, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, the chance of getting any British sport over there was absolutely zero. So uh, I went over there uh, towards the end of August uh, to start school in September, and uh, obviously, you know, you get you get making friends there, and they were like, dude, who's your team, who's your team? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to even attempt an American accent cuz it will be terrible. Long story short, West Bromwich Albion, who is my English uh, football team, mm. the mighty uh, the mighty Baggies who uh, managed to uh, get a great draw the other week against uh, some team from London.
1: Oh, the podcast is going downhill. It's going downhill now it's, it's the West Brom podcast. This is rock bottom. I know. It
0: is it is as well cuz he's referring to the draw I think against West Ham, you know.
2: Oh, yeah, that was it. Sorry, I uh, slipped my bed. Oh, thanks for reminding me, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no
0: worries. I, I've
2: forgotten who it's against, so thanks for that, mate. Uh, yeah, so back back to uh, how, how I got into the Packers. Uh, West Brom's away kit uh, in the early 90s mm. uh, was in yellow and green. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I was watching the NFL over there and uh, I was kind of being coerced into making a decision on a team to follow – it was uh, it was the pack, hmm. and um, nice. the first the first thing that I did was um, I went out and bought myself a Sterling Sharp uh, poster, which went up on the wall. And uh, at that point, I mean, in the the early 90s, I think uh, Lindy Inafonte was the coach and the pack were pretty dire, to be honest.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs)
2: The first few seasons that I watched them, it was losing records. It was, you know, uh, six wins, 10 losses, that kind of thing. But Uh, you were used
1: to that from West Brom anyway, so it wasn't too much of a shock, right?
2: This is it, you know. It was was a real good uh, crossover, but... I mean, once once I started digging into the history of the Packers, all about you know, uh, the the it's been owned by the people and the fans and uh, the history of the team and just everything just made me you know grow closer and closer to them. Uh, yeah. So obviously, I, I I stayed in the states for quite a number of years and. Um, I used to go, you know, I'd watch the Packers every single week. You know, uh, I used to go to a sports bar over mm. over there, watch watch the Packers games. Yeah. Um, so I, I lived in the States for about four and a half years. Uh, I went. I went. My first Packers game was actually in Seattle in '96. Uh, nice. Uh, obviously, when Favre was playing, uh, yeah. Dorsey Levens, uh, Antonio Freeman. It was obviously the Super Bowl. Uh, Winning team, mm. um, so that that was great. Uh, but I didn't actually get to go to Lambo. Uh, my first trip to Lambo was actually in 2014.
0: So uh, oh, wow, which was for my 40th birthday. Uh, yeah, and Look, a I'm great... just going to sorry. I'm just going to jump in there, Matt, because you've mentioned something there which I think sticks with a lot of Packers. Firstly, obviously, you said Brett Favre, and you know a lot of fans, certainly in in our generation. We're lucky enough to grow up with Brett Favre as the quarterback as you mentioned you're probably there were some other people around just before that and you know things weren't so great but most of us at the ages we are we're lucky enough to grow up with Favre and then you said as well and it's the other thing that really got me addicted once once you start getting access to all that information it's the history that speaks to you and it's the history that really gets you hooked isn't it oh and yeah I, and I think they're 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 two of the things which I think can almost resonate with every single Green Bay Packers fan, especially across the UK and Ireland.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it's it's such a fantastic team, such a story, history, such a great franchise. Just, just yeah. everything about it is so appealing. And I, and I think out of all of the NFL franchises, it's the most English European, you know. it's mm. It's got that allure. It's got that history. It's, you know, it's it's such a and once you go to green bay again it just makes you fall in love with the place even more uh it really is a must must do yeah
1: yeah and tell us about that a little bit matt so it, it was 2014 so you'd been a fan you'd been the low times first and then it's been a pretty it's been amazing since then far straight Aaron rogers your first visit to lambo was it everything you expected it to be
2: Oh yeah, it was it was breathtaking. I mean, um, I actually flew into Chicago and drove up. Yeah. And uh, I kind of drove past Lambo without really knowing where I was going and right. just you just kind of arri- arrives in front of you and you just like it takes your breath away, it really does, you know. I had to pull my car over. It was, you know, goosebumps, the whole nine yards, this place that you've just seen a, a, a thousand times on television you've played it in video games uh it's just like a lifelong dream being fulfilled it really was uh, a yeah. magical a magical experience you know as i say I, I had to i had to pull my car over and just kind of go well hmm. soak it all well, in think, gather myself and you know
0: that's one of the biggest things isn't it when you first arrive and i kept saying to people it's so weird because Suddenly you're stood in all the photos that you've been looking at for years and years and years, dreaming of that moment. You know, it's it's every picture you've seen on the internet, it's every picture you've seen on the television, and then all of a sudden you're in those pictures. And I think there's something really surreal about suddenly being stood outside of Lambeau Field or stood next to the Vince Lombardi or, or the Curly Lambeau statues. You know, there's just it's really difficult to describe, isn't it? Unless, of course, you've been lucky enough to visit Lambeau.
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, like you say, you, you, everything's so centralised around it. You've got the, you know, the Don Hudson Centre next door, uh, all the bars and all the infrastructure that's kind of around Lambo. And uh, the, the amazing thing is, like, I drove up there and you kind of just driving through cow fields and dairy farms, and you, you, you literally just. Drive into this little town and there's this huge stadium there i mean it is just quite surreal i mean you would just never ever picture that such a storied nfl franchise is in a town like green bay and uh, that's just another reason why i love it so much you know yeah. and i have yeah.
1: to agree with you as well matt because what i found was is that you know we were the same is that we were in the buses going there and i expected to get into some type of plaza thing to see it in the distance and to roll up onto it and get that sort of butterfly feeling but it's like you come out of a housing estate and it's right there in front mm-hmm. of you yeah it's the most yeah. real thing ever but finally matt and you know let's end on this two things really so you know you've been a packer fan since the early 90s and then we came along a couple of years ago and we tried to corral up all the packers fans What I really want to know is, I mean, because we have people with different stories of how they ended up, you know, following us on Twitter or they saw a documentary or, you know, whatever. I want to know, you know, how did you find out about us and what made you get on that train for the first time and come to one of our meetups? And when you did, what did you think of it all?
2: Yeah, well, I I guess um, I I, I discovered the UK Packers uh, just via Twitter, just Mm -hmm. getting onto like a Packers feed. And, and obviously seeing, um, you know, posts from the UK Packers. So I thought, you know, great, this is fantastic. Give the guys a follow, see what it's all about. You, as, as as you kind of, as most UK Packers and Twitter followers know, every game we kind of come together, get on there, have a few laughs, have a bit of banter. And uh, then the first uh, Super Bowl, I mean, I think you'd held one the year previous, uh, but the um, second one... Um, you, you put the invite out there, and I just thought, you know what, I've had such a good time talking to you guys and interacting. I just thought, go for it, you know. Yes. It's, a great, it's a great way to meet fellow Packers fans, uh, to talk about the team you love, to share life experiences. And I'm so glad that I did. You know, I came down, and now I've met some really, really, really fantastic people, and uh, i have the only... You know, I would just say to anybody that's contemplating the next Packers meet, 110%, make the effort, come and meet us all. It's a great, great bunch of people. You're going to have a great time. Just don't get in around with Tom Coles and you'll be okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're going to have to, at some point, we're going to have to try and get Tom Coles on to try and defend himself because I think Matt's trying to make out that Tom Coles is the bad guy. But I'm pretty sure... Tom only brought the brandies that finished everybody off, and I pretty much remember you getting at least one round of Jaeger bombs. I'm pretty one. sure,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: at least one round.
1: Yeah, maybe. Fake, uh...
2: fake news, people. Fake news. Don't
1: fall for it. That, that, that's <laughs> lowball enough. But come here, Matt. And again, like we said earlier on in the podcast, is that uh, myself and Ryan, what we're going to do is, is is like we said, corral up the UK Packers fans, but also you know for years and years we've had a big twitter following and instagram and facebook and all these you know subscriber on our newsletter and all this type of jazz but what we're trying to do is we're trying to get that that members charter up onto the website and we put that out earlier and to remind people what it's all about is that we're giving everybody a unique membership number uh ryan is number one uh i'm number two and matt what is your unique uk packers membership number
2: Well, my unique membership number and in my best CDD accent is (laughs) I am number three. (laughs) And for the the non-Irish listeners, uh, that would be number three. So I'm highly honoured to have the number three. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated.
1: Right on, Matt. Great to have you on, buddy. And for all the super Tommy listeners, it's number three. All right. Um, That's
0: right. right. (laughs) Spelt with with an F.
1: That's
2: it. (laughs) Well, and one last thing before I go, guys. I just want to say a uh, big thank you to uh, to you both. Uh, what you've done for the uh, movement of the Green Bay Packers over here is fantastic. Um, the, the UK Packers Fan Club is such a great thing. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm so appreciative of you guys. The podcast is brilliant. Uh, everything that you do I, I know you put a lot of hours into it a lot of time, blood, sweat and tears and I just want you to know it's really appreciated and I've got you guys to thank for some really great friends that I've made and long may it continue and I'm just really looking forward to seeing the group grow and grow and grow and grow and eventually I will make it over on a Lambo trip with you guys that is definitely on the bucket list but thanks for all you do guys much appreciated
0: We're going to hold you to that one, Matt. It's been great talking to you.
2: Yeah. Take care, guys. All the best. Look forward to uh, seeing you in the not-too-distant future.
1: You got it, Matt. Talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, take care. So there you go. Uh, That was the first Fan of the Week segment. Like we said before, jump on the website and like what Ryan says, fill in uh, the form. Say you want to be on Fan of the Week if that's what you want to do. Make sure you get your membership number. Uh, We'll contact you with that as well. Uh, So that'll be your membership number. So it was great. This is the Primetime at Bailiff show, formerly the UK Packers podcast. You can, you know, whatever one you want to do. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. So go to UK Packers on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud or absolutely any podcast app. There's uh, Outcast or Podcast or Overcast or whatever hell it's called. You
0: can also, if it's easy, you can just go to our website and it's all on there. And all the previous shows are linked on there as well. So you can find everything we've done right the way back to DayDoc
1: indeed and as well as that we have some cool interviews with mike daniels and mason crosby and mark murphy and uh, we're going to try kick off some good player interviews uh, later on in the off season and as well as that we have those history podcasts and look we'd really appreciate it as well if you're listening to the podcast and you do enjoy it and you're not much of a tweeter you're not much of an emailer, you're not much of a facebooker and um, if you can for us just go on to itunes and leave us a review and just tell us that you like the show or whatever and what it does is it helps us kind of bump up in the itunes charts we'd really appreciate it because the more people that listen to the show uh, the more it makes all these errors of uh, sweat and toil and trying to layer vocals over the who um makes sense but from myself <laughs> at steedy the nfl on twitter give me a follow follow the groove at uk packers and for me old buddy me old pal mr ryan peacock it's goodbye for this week
0: goodbye